Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Simeon Cohen and I'm a rabbinical student at the Jewish Theological Seminary. And today we will be studying Masachet Psachim Daf Kuf Yud Bet, page 112. If you've been listening to the podcast for the last two days or if you studied the last two Dapim, you know that much time and attention was given to rabbinic superstition and how we can prevent ourselves from being exposed to demons and undue danger. The first portion of our daf continues that discussion, but I'm not going to focus on that today, as we've already given sufficient time to that. So I am going to move a little bit down the daf to a quote from the Mishnah, which appears at the beginning of the parak. The Gemara brings in a quote from the Mishnah, which harkens back to the point that everyone, regardless of, the, of their financial status, is obligated to drink four cups of wine on Pesach. As the Mishnah states, even if a poor person must accept funds from the charity plate in order to fulfill his obligation to drink four cups, he is still obligated to drink four cups. The Gemara provides its first piece of commentary on this piece of Mishnah by saying, Pshita! It's clear! It's obvious! If there's a mitzvah to drink four cups on Pesach, then four cups need to be provided for everyone, regardless of their financial situation, whether they can afford the cups or not. The Gemara responds to this Pshita by saying, Lo nitracha, ela afilu l'rabi Akiva de'amar, Bringing in this piece of mission was necessary only to teach that this halacha applies even according to the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, who said, Make your Shabbat like any ordinary weekday and do not be beholden to other beings. In other words, if you don't have the financial means to properly or sufficiently honor Shabbat, then you should treat it as if it's any other weekday as opposed to taking money from others for the sake of honoring Shabbat. So don't accept charity for the sake of making excessive meals or having a third meal on Shabbat. Just work within your financial means and do what you can for the sake of honoring Shabbat, but don't go out of the way and don't rely on others. But on Pesach, the Gemara tells us the situation is a bit different. Hacha mishum parsome nisa. Here, those without the financial means to drink four cups of wine on Pesach are actually obligated to accept charity for the sake of parsome nisa, publicizing the miracle. The fact that there is an obligation to publicize the miracle on Pesach renders it substantively different than Shabbat. And so, it is acceptable to accept charity for the sake of publicizing the miracle on Pesach in a way that it is not acceptable to accept charity for the sake of honoring Shabbat. The text goes on to tell us what the school of Eliyahu had to say about Rabbi Akiva's teaching. Tana de Eliyahu, Afal pisha ma Rabbi Akiva, ase Shabbatecha chol the school of Eliyahu taught that despite the fact that Rabbi Akiva said, make your Shabbat like a weekday and do not be beholden to other beings, one should nevertheless perform some small alteration in his home to distinguish Shabbat from a weekday. The Gemara goes on to ask, my Ninhu, what kind of small alteration should we make in our homes for the sake of Shabbat? Amarav Papa Kasa Daharsna. Rav Papa said, one can serve small fried fish. Kaditznan, as we learn in the Mishnah, Rabbi Huda ben Tema Omer, Rabbi Huda ben Tema said, 
Heve az kanamer ve kal kanasher rat katzvi ve gibor kaari lasot ritzona bicha shabashamayim. Be bold like a leopard, light like an eagle, run like a deer, and be strong like a lion to perform the will of your Father in heaven. We learn from this Mishnah that everyone should exert every possible effort for the sake of fulfilling the mitzvot. Even if you don't have the financial means to honor Shabbat in what may be considered the conventional or appropriate way to honor Shabbat, you should still make every effort to distinguish the day from the rest of the days of the week. Even without the necessary funds, one should still honor Shabbat with the boldness of a leopard, the lightness of an eagle, the swiftness of a deer, and the strength of a lion. This staff teaches us a number of important lessons that have particular resonance in light of the trajectory of the financial world in recent years. Arguably the primary contributing factor to the financial crisis that began in 2008 was the fact that people were living well beyond their means. Here, nearly 2,000 years prior to that, Rabbi Akiva gives us some very sound financial advice. Don't spend what you can't afford to spend. If you don't have the funds to honor Shabbat, then rather than bankrupting yourself or even asking for charity, you should just treat Shabbat as if it is any other day of the week. If honoring Shabbat puts you in a difficult financial situation, you just shouldn't do it. As the famous rabbinic axiom tells us, we're supposed to live by the mitzvot, not die by the mitzvot. And if honoring Shabbat puts us in a situation where we may run out of money, then it's certainly not something we should do. However, the situation for Passover is different. For the sake of publicizing the miracle of the holiday, one should accept charity so that one can drink the requisite four cups of wine. This teaches us another important lesson. There are times when it is appropriate to accept charity, and there are times when it's not. For Akiva, honoring Shabbat falls by the wayside when one's funds are running short. However, the mitzvah pursume nisa of publicizing the miracle is too significant, and in that case, charity should be accepted. I think a very important lesson can be learned from this death. As four young lads from Liverpool once told us, money can't buy you love. It seems here that money also can't buy honor for Shabbat, or at least it's not the only way to buy honor for Shabbat. Rather than thinking of performing the mitzvot in largely financial terms, buying challah, buying wine, making seod actually sheet, etc., I think we should follow the line of thinking proposed by the school of Eliyahu here and try to embrace the spirit of Shabbat and think of non-material ways to distinguish it from the rest of the week, as opposed to merely honoring it with what we buy. Again, my name is Simeon Cohen, and I very much enjoyed studying with you throughout the course of this past week, and I hope to be able to learn with you again. So I hope you enjoyed listening, and thank you very much. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.